Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> it's 31, right? 32. Uh, 32. 32, all right. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, <laughs> to episode 32 of the Vancouver Boys podcast. My name is Tyler Erlinson, and I'm joined here with my excellent co-hosts, Jake Jude. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? And Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? I thought you were about to forget my name there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just debating which one of you I was going to put oh, first. Oh, okay. You, know, you, you got to change it up. Yeah, who, the, who the hell yeah. are these guys? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, How'd you get in my house? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just woke up. <laughs> Um, we got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, fun stuff on the docket, that's for sure. Yes, lots of fun. Moving on from that, we're going to jump into our fake sponsor of the week. Uh, Marcus, take it away. Yeah, I just want to remind our listeners real quick that our fake sponsor is just a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we think we will be able to get someday. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Fanatics Hockey Jerseys. Just like the Canucks, on paper, they should be good because they're officially licensed by the NHL, but it's not. It's not good at all. Fanatics jerseys. Certified knockoffs. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that because, I mean, the Canucks are awful and we'll get to that. But we just had that debate, too, about how we're, we're getting some jerseys for the studio and debating what is worse, getting Fanatics jerseys or yeah. buying just straight-up Chinese knockoffs. <laughs> so... Yeah. I still think Chinese knockoffs are worse, but I don't like Fanatics either. Yeah. I do own one Fanatics jersey. I bought it by mistake, but other than that, I would not be buying no Fanatics jerseys. I can tell you that. Yeah. I think they'd be fine if you're, like, playing in them, like, beer league. <laughs> but, yeah, they're not they're not great show pieces, that's for sure. Much like the Canucks. Okay. and Good and in beer league, but not good for much else. That's... <laughs> I hate this episode because I know I'm going to get chirped so much and I, I have no response. Like, it's just, you're right. We're <laughs> terrible. They own a record of 5, 10, and 2. Is this where is this where you pegged this team to be sitting uh, quarter way through the 17 season? games yeah. in? Not quite. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, no one did. Uh, because as per mentioned in the fake sponsor, on paper they look, f- f- well... Parts of the team looked fine. The, the top nine on paper is as good as it's ever been. But th- funny enough, they've been the problem, right? Pedersen can't score. Besser can't score. Miller scores sparingly. The Horvat line's been almost invisible, minus Nils Hoaglander, who's been phenomenal, but we'll get to that. That's what should have been the shining, the glowing beam of this season. And it's terrible. Yeah, anytime you got a defense that looks like that, and your forwards don't show up, it's just all of a sudden an, an entire train wreck because this team's built off of the assumption that the offense and goaltending are going to make up for what the defense lack. But yeah. anytime either of those two cogs aren't turning, the whole team just goes off the rails. Well, I seen a stat the other day where the Vancouver Canucks have the second most expensive defensive core in the league, and they might be the worst. Pretty close. Yeah, I think number one would have to be San Jose. I I think San Jose was number yeah. one, but Vancouver was was number two. Wow, and Jesus. and that that's alarming because your your defense is a problem. Your defense is not good yet. You're shelling out all this money for defense. Well, I, I try to think like when you look at that logically, like who is worth the money, right? Hughes worth the money long term. That's going to be a good contract, I think. Uh, Ekman Larson is good. Not worth the amount of money he's making, but we knew that when we took him on because Arizona took players that also weren't worth the money they were making. Myers, don't even get me started, isn't even close to worth what he's making. You should be making league minimum as far as I'm concerned. At Pullman, $2.5 million, $10 million over the next four years. That's a waste of money. Rathbone's up and down from the AHL to the NHL. He's making nothing, but who cares? They're not worth it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's quite alarming. And another thing, you can look at most of the Vancouver Canucks defense; they're all in their mind, like they're all a minus every game. Rathbone and Burrows are sitting at minus six. Myers a minus five. The only one who is not a minus is Quinn Hughes. Yeah. Do you know what he's at? Uh, he was a plus six. 
Okay. Yeah, that was that's before the Colorado game that just that oh, happened. Okay. So it <laughs> probably it, not anymore. Yeah, it might be closer to like a plus three mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I've never seen the culture surrounding the Canucks this bad, and that's saying a lot because I followed this team through the riot. I followed this team through the rebuild, and I've never seen it this like tensions are, have never been this high. I'll say because they all feel like they've been waiting a decade for this team to be good again, and it's not. And it's, it's really seems to be bringing out the worst in a lot of Canucks fans. There's just online, there's so many people fighting. There's, you know, listening to radio shows. They're all just kind of at each other's throats about what the problem is. And I've just, I've never seen anything quite like this in Vancouver. And it's so bleak. It's really disheartening. You know, I, I haven't seen it this bad either. I've followed the team since I was a little kid. This is the worst I've seen it. Because e- even the riot right? Mostly wasn't Canucks fans. It was mostly just idiots and homeless people on the streets that wanted to break shit, you know, whatever, fine. But this is like, this is real fans that are upset now. This is the fan base. And yeah, I think they have a right to be upset. Like you said, they've waited eight years. It's been eight years since Benning's been in charge. They've waited for this. It's like watching on Christmas dinner, your mom prepare the turkey and get it all ready to go in the oven. And then she pulls it out of the, you know, she's done all the steps. She's waited the whole day for the thing to cook. And she pulls the turkey out when it's dinner time and it's burnt to a crisp. You'd be upset about that too. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know. My mom cooks a great turkey. But like, <laughs> Benning doesn't cook a good hockey team. Apparently not. Another thing I want to bring up with the uh, the plus minus regarding the Canucks and, and certain other teams. Right now, JT Miller's a plus one. Elias Pettersson and Brock Besser are minus three. Your top line cannot be be going minus. If you look at someone like Florida, Barkov's a plus 12. Huberdeau's a plus like five or six. They have five players on their team that are plus 12. Wow. The Vancouver Canucks have Niels Hoaglander, Quinn Hughes, and Tucker Pullman, who are a plus five. Everyone else is either around even or drastically negative. Minus, yeah. Brad Hunt is a minus five, and he's only played four games. Yeah. like <laughs> And the goals that go in, he's usually involved in in a negative way. He's not just on the ice. But, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a big problem with this team. As much as people want to say it's management, coaching, yada, 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 there's definitely an internal problem. Hence why when Holpe left, when Schmidt left, everybody said they couldn't get out of there fast enough. There's clearly something going on, and they need to fix it. I'm not saying the management's great because betting definitely is a problem. Travis Green, personally to me, is not a very good coach, but I think there's a lot more going on than just that. What do you think? The If they could make one change that wouldn't magically fix the problem, but that would just make the biggest impact, what would that change be? It's hard to say because I can't sit here and be like this person is the problem like because you don't know what's going on in the room is it is it jt miller that that's the problem in the room maybe he's getting after people a little too much because on the ice it looks like he's the one driving the force like he's the one getting mad he's the one who wants to win maybe Mm -hmm. maybe other players don't like that maybe it's your young stars like petterson and besser and stuff who aren't getting along with travis green maybe maybe that's a problem Maybe the players are just like, you know what? We don't want to play for this organization. We don't want to play for Jim Benning. So we're just going to suck and see if we can get him fired. That's probably not what's happening, but maybe they're just not putting in 100%. It's happened in the past. So Mm -hmm. it it could be a number of things, but uh, I think think they definitely should dive deeper into things. Maybe try and slow down their progression on when they think they're going to win a cup and, and take it back a notch and start from scratch. Maybe not dead from scratch, but move out a few pieces and uh, retool a little bit. What would be the first move? Marcus is going to hate me for this, but I think Besser. You're right. I do hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I, he, hate, he said for this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Easy there. <laughs> I, he knows I'm bugging him. It, it's not that I want to see Besser gone because I like Besser. I think he's got a great upside, but year in and year out, like there's so many things that he like little things he needs to work on, like his skating and stuff, and it just doesn't seem to be getting much better. Maybe moving him out will be like a culture shock or something. But who knows? Maybe he's maybe he's not a problem at all. Maybe he's a good person to keep. But yeah. your core is so young that you could keep all of them. Mm-hmm. Get rid of all your veterans. Let these kids play, and then slowly build up from there. But 
you're you're not going to get great drafts draft picks with having great players on your team. So it's going to be hard. You're going to be stuck in that middle position. Yeah, I don't totally disagree with you. Besser's definitely the word I'd use to describe him is inconsistent. You know, like he'll have a light up game where he'll get you know a hat trick against a good team and then go dormant for five. And you know they need consistency. They need to beat teams. They need to win one goal games. Like have they even won a one goal game this this year? Right? Like they just they Once. don't they don't right? Like <laughs> they don't they don't have that kind of like ability to just outwork the other team. And even though Brock Besser is a skillful player, and I'd love to have him on my team, he doesn't appear to have that ability or that sense. And so that's why I can get behind you on that. Well, a player that I, I wouldn't trade if I was in the position, but that, that I, I think is more concerning than anyone right now is Elias Pettersson. Like, it, it's not close. He has a couple goals so far this season at all. Uh, I believe it's still zero five on five goals all year. This is your franchise center. This is supposed to be your guy. You can talk all you want about, you know, the defense isn't good. Well, guess what? We knew that before the season. The defense wasn't good. You can talk about the depth players, whatever. If he's not producing, this team's not going to win. That That's the bottom line. That's what everyone blamed last season on, was the reason we were so terrible was he was, in, he was playing injured, and then he was sat out of the lineup. And everyone, well, what are we supposed to do? Our best player's off the ice. And, and I got on board with that. I said, it's fine. He's going to be fine next year. There's something wrong. And I actually want to get on Canucks fans a bit because I think people are going about it wrong. He's getting harassed on social media for not living up to his contract, all this stuff. The more I look at him, the more it really goes through my head. I don't think this is so much a mental thing with Pedersen. I think something might be physically wrong with him because I have no other explanation for how a player as good as he is just fell off as quickly as he did you, you watch him play he's terrified to get hit anytime someone even bumps into him he gives up the puck immediately on the boards he's terrified to get hit he'll do anything to get out of the way including abandon the puck completely he, there, I think there's something actually wrong with him and, and I'm not saying that to insult him I'm saying that to defend him yeah I can actually kind of sympathize with that idea a little bit I recently hurt my back and I had to have back surgery yeah. and coming back from from that I've been really tentative to lift more weight than I did before I've been tentative to you know work out as hard in the gym as I did before and I think you know so I can kind of sympathize with him like if he's coming back from that injury it sucks when you injure yourself you go to a really bad place and I can assume that that's probably how he's feeling right now all right well sticking with a little negativity here <laughs> Yeah, let's keep and, things and, sad and depressing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm some, enjoying uh, this. <laughs> and some goofs, let's say the least. <laughs> okay. Why don't we throw it over into uh, Jake's segment here, the goof of the week. What a goof! Thanks, Tyler. All right, welcome everyone to my segment of the show. This is the biggest goof of the week. This is my segment where I scour the internet and I look for a story that showcases a player, coach, GM owner maybe <laughs> uh, somewhere in in the sports world and find a story and bring it to light and have a conversation with these guys about it anyway uh this week we're sticking with hockey we're sticking with the canadian team the ottawa senators the ottawa senators have had an outbreak of covid19 to the point where they've now had games postponed now in a world where we're almost two years removed from the beginning of the coronavirus outbreak who dropped the ball here how can this happen the young stars are going out partying too much. <laughs> you think that's what it is? Yeah, Brady Kachuk's captaincy. He's leading. He's leading the team to COVID. <laughs> yeah, the C stands for COVID. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, hey, I mean that that was the rumor when uh, Vancouver had it uh, last season, and it, it was the biggest COVID outbreak on any in the sports world mm -hmm. at, at the time. Um, it was mostly, or the rumor was that it was because of Adam Gaudet. People said that he broke travel restrictions. He went to Whistler, and that was when that was not allowed to happen. Uh, there were pictures of him out at restaurants with his girlfriend and stuff. They had the huge COVID outbreak, and before he could play another game, he was traded to Chicago. Mm -hmm. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if that's what it was. It still just doesn't... It surprises me. Like, we're this far along, you know? Back then, we were... Granted, we were still a year into it, but it was still kind of, like, fresh coming back to hockey. The whole really strict bubbles were relaxing. Things were starting to open up, and then that's when it hit the Canucks. But now, you know, the, the world is kind of 
been getting back to normal for the last few months and now they're all of a sudden having a COVID outbreak. It just seems like I think somewhere within the organization, someone dropped the ball and they just let this thing spread like crazy throughout the team. Well, as far as spreading it, it, it's hard to contain. Like once one guy on the team gets it, I mean, you all share a locker room, right? You go to the same team doctor, you sit on the bench, literally shoulders touching each other, right? It's what the goof, what the goof there should be is whoever brought it in in the first place. Because well, once, me, once it's in the locker room, everyone's going to get it. That's well, the way for it goes. me, it's more like testing. Like they should have been, if they weren't, they should have been testing their players and oh, they should have caught see. this earlier. Like, right. like they, they obviously took a way too lax approach to this. You know, like every other professional sports organization does really rigorous testing on, on for, for COVID. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I'm guessing they didn't or the testing they did wasn't good enough. And that's how this happened. And that's why I consider the whole organization at fault for this, not the one player who may have brought it in or may not have. It's Brady Kachuk's fault. <laughs> okay. We, we are sticking right. with that. Yeah, I'll just put all the blame back on his shoulders. Hey, Batherson, this never would have happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What about Shabbat? <laughs> well, yeah, him either. Well, you know. Stutzla? Nah. No, it never would have happened with Stutzla. <laughs> he's, probably, he's probably the one out partying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a pretty good goof. It was a good goof. You guys sound surprised. Uh, nah, well, <laughs> no, I, did, I just didn't know which direction you were going to take it this week because yeah, uh, it was uh, an interesting week in sports, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I did. Well, I mean, like, quite obviously, the Canucks have had a pretty rough yeah. week. Could have very easily made it them, but I thought I'd take my foot off their throw for now. We'll, Thank get, you. we'll get back to them. Really though, appreciate sure. that. Yeah, well, I said off the Canucks, not off you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well. Well, uh, let's let's change things up and go in the opposite direction and talk about a team that's actually doing very well. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks are playing lights out right now, and uh, a big reason to that is because of Troy Terry. What is it, 15 games straight with a point? Something as of, like that. As of today, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. They're first in the Pacific. They look good. Um, surprisingly, they're a consistent team. They're beating good teams. It's crazy. Trevor Zegers looks pretty good, too. I've never been really much of an Anaheim fan just because you have that whole Vancouver Anaheim thing and mm-hmm. Pacific team. And yeah, and they were always kicking the crap out of us, but I've been watching a few games and uh it's actually a pretty fun team to watch. You got like Jamie Drysdale. Yeah. And everyone's so fast and then you got Ryan Getzlaf mm-hmm. who just got his thousandth, thousandth career point. Oh, okay, cool. Crazy what happens when you rebuild a team properly, isn't it? That's <laughs> just mind-boggling that it works. <laughs> well, I mean, they're first in the Pacific now. Who knows if it's going to stay that way? Um, I think they're still a very young team. So, you know, they're bound to hit some speed bumps along the way. They also haven't really been hit by injury that bad. This is a team that, you know, like you're saying, they've they've done the rebuild right. Another team that's kind of looks like they're doing the rebuild right is uh, the LA Kings as well. Same same yeah. division. They they went on a streak where they won seven games in a row, mm-hmm. and they they looked unstoppable. Mm-hmm. They they had a rough. Well, they had a very good start, and then they had a very rough stretch, and then they've had a very good stretch. So yeah, they're they're, they're streaky, little, little inconsistent. But uh, they got a lot of like really young, nice pieces too. I was gonna say they're streaky, but for a rebuilding team, that's completely forgivable. That's what mm-hmm. you'd expect. They're they're gonna have hot streaks and cold streaks, right? You, you haven't even seen Quinton Byfield yet. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> he's even out there yet. No, that's yeah. No, if sorry, sorry to bring it back to this, but if there's one message I could give to Canucks management and ownership, look what happens when you just do it right. You don't try to cut corners. You don't retool on the fly, which is that term that was just shoved down our throats for years when mm-hmm. we begged for a rebuild. Because this is where it gets you, mm-hmm. right? Looking at teams that did it the right way from the bottom of the standings. So in saying that, would you say Arizona's doing it right right now? No, that's different. <laughs> that's that's not rebuilding. That's That should be relocating. That's, <laughs> that's a whole different thing. Because yeah. they look horrible. Yeah. Like, and they don't even have like a lot of young talent sitting there. Like they have Clayton Keller who's been there for a little little bit barrett hayden but then the rest of their team is like phil kessel jay beagle yeah louis erickson <laughs> well I, I said at the beginning of the season or before the season started when uh, a lot of people were doing their rankings everyone had buffalo dead last and most people had uh arizona coming in 31st and i said it back then because it, it would show you the roster predictions i was like jay beagle is your first line center this team is coming in dead last 
Buffalo is not coming behind them. They will squeak past them. Arizona is going to be a dumpster fire. And here we are in the dumpster fire. Yeah, and said dumpster fire just beat my St. Louis Blues. So <laughs> no, yeah. did they really? Yeah, yeah. Um, How well, St. Louis had most of the play in that game, but they couldn't score on freaking Wedgwood. <laughs> Wait, Wedgwood was the one in that? <laughs> yep. Yikes, man, that's pretty rough. Yeah, that's rough. They outshot him. They outplayed him, but just two power, quick power play goals by. Um, the Coyotes and a deflection, and it was game over. Yeah, I am. Um, but you can't lose them all, right? <laughs> I I just want to quickly bring it back to the Arizona Coyotes, kind of like young gun prospects. Yeah. You forget about Dylan Gunther. They have him. Just wanted to right. okay. twist the knife a bit. They do have the Canucks ninth overall pick. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan Gunther. Um, yep. Yes, they do. And I mean... We'll see how he turns out. We'll see how he turns out. I don't know. I don't. I'm think just saying that like there's more prospects in their pipeline than there are in the Vancouver Canucks pipeline. And here's the thing: is in the last off season, I was okay with that because this product that we have now was supposed to be good enough, right? Yeah. They weren't supposed to need all these guys in the pipelines to help them down the road. They were supposed to be good on their own. Now, actually, that's a lie. They have Daniel Klimovich. They do yeah. have Klimovich, who after scoring two goals at the beginning of the season. Has been almost invisible. Oh, yeah, lovely. He kind of <laughs> fell off a little bit. Uh, I hadn't been at tracking least, his at points. least production wise. Yeah, he's just Danila just hasn't hasn't produced. But uh he's he's young. Yeah. He'll he'll pick it up. Um yeah. and, and again, he wasn't even supposed to be as good as he's been. Yeah. Right? Like I'm I'm not disappointed that he's not lighting it up down there. No I didn't even think he'd be in that league. No, exactly. So no complaints there. No complaints. Speaking of the AHL. Montreal has uh, just recalled Cole Caulfield back to the NHL. What did I tell you? It was just a conditioning stint. That's a very long conditioning stint. <laughs> it was a couple games. Yeah. No, he proved himself, right? Like, he went down, and I think he got, like, what was it, nine points in eight games or 11 points in 10 games or something like Five that? Five and six. Yeah. Well, yeah. Still, that's crazy. Yeah. He was almost a point per game. And that's good. People, I think, forget this a little bit. Obviously, the NHL is the best league in the world, and the AHL isn't as good. But it's not like going down there is playing against peewee players. Like, it's still hard to produce down there. Mm -hmm. So if he's going just about point per game down there, he should be able to translate back to the NHL just about no problem. Obviously, not at a point per game pace, but in a very survivable state. Yeah, for sure. Like the thing with the Montreal Canadiens too is like they're a struggling team. So getting him back might actually be the boost that they need yeah. to get themselves back into the playoff picture. I don't think he's making that much of an impact. I think he can. I think he can make that kind of an impact. And I wonder if him getting sent down will kind of jolt that out of him a little bit that hey man, you know, no one's safe here. You need to earn this night in night out. And they need to send somebody else down then. Send like Tyler Toffoli down. <laughs> Be like, yeah, nobody's safe. <laughs> that would make you Just happy. Make a, well, not quite, no. I'm not mad at him for leaving. I'm mad at Benning for not re-signing him. And I'm sorry I just brought us up again, but like, there's there's no way around it. We're awful. There's management, there's ownership, awful. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of that every time they play against Montreal, because obviously last year they played against them a lot, Toffoli just tore them apart. Yeah, well, that's because he's a really good hockey player, right? That's what they do. The fact that he was willing to sign with us for less than $4 million a season should have been enough to keep him. The fact that we didn't probably pissed him off a little. And I don't blame him. Oh, I'd be freaking pissed, too. Yeah. Yeah. Francesco Aquilini was probably sitting there going, what? No, 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 no. $4 million? No, 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 no. Sign us another Tyler Myers. Yeah. yeah. Get us a defenseman. Tucker <laughs> yeah. Pullman is what we need. Yeah. We need defense. Yeah. Jesus Christ. We do need defense, not Tucker Pullman. That's not defense. I'm so pissed off right now. Let it out. Let it out. Ah! <laughs> I, I'm, it's okay, man. Yeah. We've all been there. All, you know. Have all, we? Have we all been here? This is a bad spot, man. I don't, I don't think we've been this bad. Our finished product in our rebuild is currently 27th place in the league. A quarter of the way through the season. 
No one has been here. No, Tyler was here, and then he won the Stanley Cup that year. That, so there's... Do you want me to say there's hope? Because I'm not going to say that. There's not hope. What is there, then? Nothing. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Can we move on, please? Yes. Ovechkin's really good. Yeah, that's exactly where I was taking this. Good. Take us there. We'll he is now fourth all time for goal scored. Wow, that's a lot of goals scored. <laughs> you know who could use some goals scored? <laughs> if you throw it back to me, I'm going to punch you in the face, man. <laughs> Dion Phaneuf. <laughs> Dion Phaneuf retired. Yeah. Oh, good for him. Oh, good God. for him. Oh, oh that's you know who man. should retire. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Benning. Yeah. <laughs> No, man. Ovechkin is so good. Yeah. And he's just, he's still scoring at such a high pace. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's insane. I I personally thought, like, at the beginning of the season, I was like, damn, he's going to win the Rocket again. And then Leon Dreisaitl sat down at the table. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Scoot over, old man. (laughs) Yeah. But he's got, Dreisaitl's got 17. Yeah, it's crazy. In in what, 15 games or something? Yeah, he's almost a goal per game. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, dude. Yeah, dude's getting 82 for sure. You think he's going to get 82 goals in the season? Yep. Yeah, I think he's going to get at least a 50-goal season. Nope, but. 82. <laughs> All right. Okay. Leon Dreisaitl's getting 82 goals. Right, you, you heard, heard it here first, yeah. folks. When is, we'll, the la- when is the last time you think someone went over a goal per game for, for a se- like that played like a full season? Probably sometime in like the early 80s. Like I almost want to ask, like, would it have been like Lemieux or Gretzky? Would that have been the last time it happened? Think about it. Over 82 goals in a season. Maybe Yogs. Yeah, Yager maybe. But, like, that's what I mean. Like, players, aside from Yager, because he did play in this generation somehow, players that aren't. Because <laughs> he's, like, 85. <laughs> I caught myself there. I was like, yeah, players that weren't in this generation. I was like, wait a minute. Yager played in the NHL, like, three years ago. Yeah, Yager played in every generation. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like there was... From what I can tell, there's only been four seasons where a player has gone over a goal per game. Jesus. Uh, Lemieux in 89, Brett Hull in 91, Gretzky in 84, and Gretzky in 82. So it's only ever happened four times, and two of those times were the greatest player in NHL history. Yeah. The other two were (laughs) arguably, well, no, one of them was. Brett Hull, probably the best American-born player. Yeah. And then Mario Lemieux. This is, you know, Super Mario. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Super Mario. Yahoo. Yeah. So that'd be a pretty huge. And when was the most recent one of those? Uh, would have been Brett Hull in 91. So it's been literally 30, 30 years. Yeah. Wow. Well, come on. A goal per game. That's come insane. on, Dry. So Dry Seidel wasn't even born the last time that happened. Nope. Let's let's do it. Yeah, no. Let's do no, it. No, he would not have been no, born. No, I think he was born like a couple years later. Yeah. yeah. But that's what I mean. That's like. He that just, hasn't happened in our lifetimes. That's he crazy. just needs a nice like five goal game one one night here. Give himself a little cushion. Yeah, yeah. I think he could do it, especially if they put him with McDavid. Well, that, that that's pop. where he's been this season, right? He has been on McDavid's. No, line. no, they've been separate. Jesus, imagine <laughs> if they did. It's a lock. Yeah, he's doing hundred goals this they've season. They've had uh, they've had McDavid, Hyman, and Puliyarvi playing together. Oh, okay, and then like Nugent Hopkins. Uh, Drysaddle and whoever the hell else, Kyler yeah. Yamamoto or something. But somehow they managed to lose to Buffalo. Yeah. What's that about? Arizona and Buffalo, they are going to win a game now and again. Like they're yeah, not but they're, against the Blues and the Oilers. You know, like I expect them to that, beat Seattle. No, <laughs> but look at know? look at Vancouver. Sometimes they beat teams they're not supposed to beat. Other times they lose seven to one. Who who did they beat that they shouldn't beat? Um, How many games have we won this season? Just look at five. who they were against. <laughs> but, like, no, in, in past years, usually team will roll into Vancouver with a big win streak, and then it'll yeah. die in Vancouver. It's almost like, and I think the reason is because the other teams are underrating us. They're coming in and going, oh, this is an easy win. <laughs> and then if, if and when we wake up to play, it catches them off guard, right? That I remember that happening to us all the time when we were good, too. Arizona back then. And still is. That really hasn't changed. They're, they're just the worst. Uh, but <laughs> when we were going to the finals and stuff, a lot of the games we were losing were against these bottom feeder teams. And I think it was almost like the team just takes their foot off the gas. And that, that's how they win sometimes, right? Or we just get lucky. There's that. 
So I just want to tell you the teams that they've beat this season, okay? Who's that? The Canucks. Oh, okay. They beat the Flyers. That's a good team. The Blackhawks. It's uh, a great team. The Kraken. Another good team. The Rangers. There's a good team. Yeah. yeah. Hey. They're third in their division. Yeah. And the Stars. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the Rangers are 10-3-3. Three, and three, So they're a good team. But yeah. yikes. And we didn't deserve to win that game. <laughs> we came no, back we, right at we, the we, end of the game. We played one period in overtime. That was it. <laughs> yeah. That was all we showed up for. Well, Demko showed up the whole night. Yeah, Demko shows up every night, and I feel awful for him. because. And I, I want to revoke the bet that we made before that he's going to get nominated for the Vesna because we can all see that he should get nominated, but we know he won't because his numbers are awful. Hey, a bet's a bet. There is no revoking. <laughs> I revoke kidding? it based on this team is bullshit. <laughs> I, I revoke it. A bet is a bet. No, bet's a bet. Also, okay, we, we need we need to, to, to iron this out and get this in stone, all right? So if Demko is nominated, Tyler and I lose. If UC Saros is nominated, you two lose. Right. If they're both nominated, Tyler loses, and if neither of them are nominated, the both of us lose. Right. So then if you so if you lose, you have to wear a Soros jersey. Or no, you have to wear a was that the one where he had to wear a uh, Boston Bruins jersey? Yep. Right. Okay. So it's a Bruins jersey. I'll take the Soros jersey if that's up <laughs> no, for grabs. No, 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 it's it's Boston. If I lose, I have to wear a Demko jersey? Yep. And if you lose, what does he have to do? I don't know, wear a Preds jersey? Sure. He'd hate that. We'll put him in a Soros jersey or something. <laughs> Look at him. He won't even make eye yeah, contact. Yeah. He's like, us. oh god. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay, all right. So we've ironed it out. That's exactly. And we can come back. We can refer to this in this episode when uh, we sure. inevitably lose, forget. We'll buy a sure. signed market right before the <laughs> no. break in episode thirty-two. We ironed it out. I need another signed goalie jersey. So <laughs> buy signed. Yeah, songs. you don't have enough. <laughs> when did you say it was? Right before the break in episode thirty-two. We yep. are going to take a quick breather. And uh, jump over into the break here. So uh, we'll be right back after a word from our fake sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Fanatics Hockey Jerseys. Much like the Vancouver Canucks, on paper, they should be good because they're officially licensed by the NHL, but they're not. They're not good at all. Fanatics jerseys, certified knockoffs. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Saros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back from break, everybody. I hope you had a fantastic time listening to our music. This is about the time where we like to jump into our uh, PK Subban, Evander Kane area of the show. And uh, and we have some Subban news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have some Subban news. Did I not ask for this last week? I said, look, guys, it's been a few months since you've gone a week without doing yeah. something stupid. They did it last week. I said... One of you's got to step it up. Yep. Can't Mark, have this. Marcus manifested this. Yes, I did. And uh, P.K. Subban delivered by, <laughs> <laughs> by ending Sammy Blaze's season. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Man. I feel bad for laughing. but Sammy like, Blaze is now without an ACL. <laughs> well, no, no, it's torn. It still it's, exists. No, it's, it's gone. No, <laughs> it's man. To the likes of P.K. Subban. Jesus. Have you guys both seen the clip? I have not seen the clip. No. Ne- neither have I. You both oh. need to see it because it's... All right. Well, then you'll get our live reactions to P.K. Subban ending <laughs> Sammy Blaze season and potentially career. Oh, God. Oh, God. I already see the leg extended out. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's another slow foot. Is it really? So here's the thing. All Look right. at that. <laughs> oh, that's not a... Sl- <laughs> It's uh, <laughs> all right. Just play the video. It, play something. the video. All right. Oof.
I'm not sure how much Subban had to do with it. The fans here think he did. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, God. That's not supposed to bend that way. Yeah. Yeah, no. man. Subban had to know that this was going to happen eventually if he kept... Ah, oh, man. Here's the thing. I mean, he's throwing his leg out at people like it's going to happen eventually. Did Subban stick out his leg? Yes, he did. It, uh, yes, it's kind of yes, hard to say. Like he come wasn't... on, man! Like look at his track record in the last two weeks. Like it's pretty obvious to me. Right, but I think this was more of a freak accident than anything that could have been intentional. Like th this reminds me almost of the um, the obviously different kind of injury, but uh, when Tavares got knocked out in the playoffs last year by Corey Perry. Right, you look at Perry's reputation and you look at. Uh, who Tavares is, and you figure, okay, Perry probably cheap-shotted him. But when you look at the replay, everything happened so fast, there's nothing really anyone could have done. And that, that reminds me of that, right? Yeah, but you can see Subban throw the leg out. You know what he was trying to do. It wasn't as egregious as the other ones, but it was still bad enough that it knocked Sammy Blay off balance, his leg kinked, and then when it hit the boards, it just folded in on itself. Yeah. If Subban hadn't thrown his leg out at him, that wouldn't have happened. That's Subban's fault. And and you can just hear Sammy Blay screaming. I know. It hurts. Like oh, I got like shivers. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Subban, Subban, Subban. I mean, if that was his first offense this year, yeah. people might look at it a little differently. Oh, they'd look at it completely differently. I but, don't think people would villainize him at all for that. But I think every game, if you really doubt like look at it, he's probably thrown his leg out <laughs> against somebody. It just so happens that he is now hurt four people yeah because he, he, this happened to uh jack hughes the other week too right not obviously a torn acl but it was some sort of leg injury or lower body injury yeah yeah it's 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 terrible to watch it's kind of disgusting yeah i'm i'm glad it's over um and i feel bad now for manifesting that when i asked for him to do something stupid last week this this was not what i had in mind it's uh sammy blaze x blue wouldn't happen if he was still in the blues. What did he he got moved for Bushnevich, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm all right with because I like Bushnevich. Yeah. But still, man, like yeah. ugh, you just hate to see that. Also because oh, yeah. the Rangers have been doing such a good job putting their team together and I thought they're like they're off to a good start. And yeah. Sammy Blaze has been a big part of that. Yeah. Well, it's that's tough. But uh sticking with knee injuries. It's a, it's a tough transition here. <laughs> yeah, but, geez, man. but did you see the neon neon Barkov? Yeah, Ugh, that was bad too. That's another situation where your leg is not supposed to go in that direction, and he's been such a key piece to that Florida team. Mm -hmm. He was—he's a plus twelve. He's leading the team in points, and he's scoring at will. Like, oh, it's just yeah. such a big piece to lose right now. And if you, you never want to see anyone get a knee on knee like that, that's for sure. No, no, it, it's tough to watch. But like when you think about it. If they could pull an Uno reverse on Tampa and bring Barkov back for game one of the playoffs and they beat them in, in the whatever round they play them in. Could be the first. It, it, I was going to say it could be. Toronto's off to a good start. Well, they'll, they'll, they're, they're, they're going to fall off. They're going to fall off. In the regular season? Everywhere. <laughs> they're just going to yeah. fall apart. Yeah. Just yeah. rebuild. Just blow, <laughs> it gonna blow it up. Blow it up. Yeah. Jack Campbell's look good, though. Surprisingly, I did not take Jack Campbell for being this good of a starter, but he has looked good. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it does come back still a bit to the problem we talked about before, that they're just going to ride him too hard, mm -hmm. right? And you know what happens when you ride a goalie too hard. They're going to get injured. Yeah. I think the only reason they're they're riding him hard right now, though, is because they're waiting for... Mrazic to get back from injury. Yeah, well, yeah, and then no, they're going to start weeding Mrazic in, and they'll have more of a one-two punch. Yeah, but it's just a matter of will Campbell hold up till then. The thing with goalies, though, too, is like they thrive off consistency. That's true, right? Like goalies who play night in, night out, and develop this this confidence. They develop a rhythm. They just they they become the goalie that you need them to become for the playoffs. By playing night in and night out. And I hope that they don't take him out of the crease too often when Mrazic comes back. Like look at Bobrovsky right now. Getting ah. some steady minutes. Guy's freaking unreal. <laughs> Gonna win the cup, right? Oh, 
And the Vesna. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Bobrovsky wins the Vesna. Y'all just need to quit the podcast. <laughs> Game over. Why Tyler is that show. what you want as your prize? <laughs> you want me and Jake off the show? Yeah, yeah the Tyler show. All of his takes from that point on were just always going to be right. <laughs> but one year delayed. <laughs> yeah. 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 You will see next season yeah. why they yeah. gave Bobrovsky so much money. Yeah. That's what I meant to say, right? Right. Yeah. yeah I bet. Uh, y'all, y'all are both gonna have to rock Columbus Bobrovsky jerseys. Mm. Ooh, yep. Speaking of jerseys, that reminds me of something I wanted to bring up. So we uh, we run a live stream, as you guys know, on Twitch and uh, Vancouver Boys Podcast. And if you wanted to swing by there, if you had swung by there last week, we actually opened up a jersey that we got from uh, this mystery box online. That's right. And what did we pull? A signed Carey Price authentic jersey. And man, is it beautiful. <laughs> it is so nice. Oh, my God. I, I, I flipped out. That's yeah. crazy. Oh, I lost it. Like, I, I didn't know what to say. I just started repeating myself like a child. I was like, it's price. We got a price jersey. <laughs> that's, that's it. I couldn't think of other words. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, it's insane. It, we're For those of you who don't know, right now we're trying to fill out our jersey collection. And so we've just kind of been, you know, scouring the internet looking for, for opportunities to get jerseys. And, yeah, that one paid off for sure. Yes, it did. <laughs> Yeah, we have uh, we picked up quite a few jerseys recently, and we mm-hmm. we got a few real nice ones. So yeah. we goal is to get I think thirty two, right? We want one for each yeah, team, we, at least one for every team. I think we're gonna at get least past. we we have fifty. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> and twenty five of them are Canucks jerseys. Yeah, and ten of them are Predators jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> so we still need one that is wearable for Tyler. For yeah, you need a Blues jersey that's uh, not framed. I'm gonna, I'll get one. All right, I'll get one. Yeah, I'm you thinking better. like Robert Thomas or Jordan Cairo or something like that. No, those are safe bets. Yeah, I love, love both of them. I was thinking maybe like Pareko. What do you think? Yeah, you know I could get behind a Pareko. Maybe I'll get maybe I'll get a couple. Did you get O'Reilly? <laughs> He's like, I add that to the list too. <laughs> I, I I could get O'Reilly, but I don't know. I, I kind of want. I've always been so high on Jordan Cairo. Mm, that's true. Like, like Jake knows this. I'm like Jordan Cairo, Jordan Cairo, Jordan Cairo. Like the day he was drafted, <laughs> I was like, "Yo, you watch this guy's gonna be sick." Actually, no, it wasn't. It was the World Juniors after he was drafted. Yeah, mm. from watching that, holy shit. Yeah. yeah, and I was just like, "This guy's gonna be fucking sick." Blah blah, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh, trade Cairo for for get some picks or something like." Yeah, and I'm like, "Nah, this guy's gonna be unreal." I'm like, "I don't want Cairo a part of any trade." <laughs> And look at him. He looks so good right now. I remember trade rumors from when they were the worst team in the league the year they won the cup. Yeah. And, it, yeah, it was like Cairo for a third. Like, oh, just man. unload him. It was brutal, but, yeah. Well, there was one trade offer from Montreal that involved Carey Price. Ooh. And it had Jake Allen, um, Jordan Cairo, a first, and, and another fairly big piece and it was like oh do you do, you do it for Kerry price yeah or or not and then they ended up just calling up jordan bennington winning the stanley cup so uh i think i think they made the right choice by <laughs> yeah, not trading Cairo. needless to say we love jerseys and if any of you guys have extra jerseys hanging around dm us let us know Maybe we can pick them up off you yeah let's name your price under 30 dollars <laughs> and we will talk well, you know what? Depending on the jersey, you know what? Yeah, let us know. We're yeah. willing. We're willing to pay. So, 100%. yeah, building. We're building the collection slowly but surely. One thing you boys need each is Canada jerseys because we're covering the World Juniors too. You guys need to get Canada jerseys going. I can do that. Yeah, I, won't. <laughs> I, I, I guess I can do that. I'm yeah. gonna get, I, I'm get like a Finland jersey. I will respect that if you choose to do that instead of Canada. I will respect that. I'm get a Team China jersey. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Hey, we need one for the studio. We need- First, we got to see who their best player is and then get their worst. <laughs> oh, we already know this. Josh Hosang. <laughs> oh, I heard Jake Vertanen's playing for that team. Yeah. <laughs> Just got his Chinese citizenship. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. All right. Well, keeping on uh, the World Juniors and Olympic topic here. Sure. Did you hear that uh, the Olympics are looking into a three-on-three tournament? Hell yes, I did. I did hear about this. Yeah. I feel like I feel like it could be a cool idea as long as they obviously don't take the hockey like the regular hockey away, but they add it on like this three on three tournament, like after the fact or something, or Yeah, well that's what uh, they did with the or mix um, it in. That's I, what they did with the NBA yeah. in uh in, in uh the Summer Olympics is I forget what it was called, but it was basically like half court basketball. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, in the in the Summer Olympics, they did oh. half-court basketball. And it was like a separate sport. But yeah, they would never use like NHL players in the in the three-on-three tournament. Oh, or, no, or, they should. That or, would be cool because when, when you think about it, they do that with some sports, like the figure skating, how they'll have singles and doubles and some people... Uh, will compete in multiple events or even swimming comes to mind how they have different types of strokes and stuff but the same athletes will will compete across yeah. different events i think that'd be sick if, yeah. if they had two kind of things going on i'm, I'm just thinking back to Mc, mcdavid mckinnon petrangelo yeah Carey price yeah. You, you get you get to it's roll. just shell <laughs> yeah <laughs> just no. playing threes yeah. no I, I remember because uh in the summer it was the nba players were in the five on five and then it was like amateurs in the in the oh, half court okay. game so it wasn't but i think it'd be cool though if they had players who didn't make the olympic roster could go out and yeah try like your them. last cuts yeah so you'd see players like you know let's say matt barzell because we know he's on the bubble of making the team or not yeah he doesn't make the five on five team but he plays on the three on three that'd be cool yeah no, I agree with that. That would be, but Canada would dummy everybody because we just have such a prospect pool of players. Yeah, even the people that get cut from Canada, you're still going to have like half of the population of the country saying they should have been on the regular roster. Yeah. Whereas like you have other countries like... Yeah, at, whereas after their rosters, it's just a steep drop-off. <laughs> yeah. China's three-on-three three team. <laughs> oh, no. So, even, like, even like Russia's three-on-three three team, though, they're going to have most of their, like all their talent on that team. Yeah. And their their fourth line isn't going to be a bunch of superstars. It's going to be some top players from the KHL or yeah, maybe some low. And yeah. Or maybe some like Ivan Barbashev or something. Yeah. Like it's not going to be so deep like Canada. And then their three on three team is going to be freaking Datsuk and Kovalchuk or whatever. Playing some puck or something. Okay. Yeah. It's funny that we're just because we're on the Olympics and rosters and stuff. Did you guys hear that John Cooper, who, who's the head coach of Canada, reached out to Tom Wilson about being on Team Canada? I'm not really surprised, actually. No? Free I'm, Willy, baby. Well, like, we're not oh, saying he's going to make the team. We're just saying I that he reached not. out to him. And I mean, like, yeah, Tom Wilson's a good, impactful player. And when he's not playing dirty, he's a great player. I'm he, not entirely he could be surprised. A great fourth line, Phil. Yeah, I mean, you don't really have a fourth line in the Olympics. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, but you know, on a on a checking line, he's a good defensive player. Maybe I can see it happening. Also, you know, if you need a goal in the dying seconds of the game, he might not be a bad sixth man on the ice. Net front presence. Yeah, you know, I can see it. Big drop, hard drop to the move. gloves. A little bit crazy gloves in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> buddy, buddy goes after Austin Matthews in the first game. <laughs> Just like, let's go. <laughs> I wish they would change um, international rules to, to be more similar to NHL rules, where like you could fight. But no one's you ever going to fight. You want to see Tom Wilson? Well, you want to see not? like because you get five in a game for fighting, so they're going to be out of playing one no, no, of the five a game games. for fighting. Yes, yeah, you, yeah do. you do in the Olympics. No, that's why I'm oh, no. saying I wish they would change the yeah, rules yeah. to be more close to the NHL. Is so that. They can drop the gloves. You want to see Tom Wilson out there dropping the gloves with anyone from <laughs> Team China? <laughs> <laughs> he could drop the gloves with all of them yeah, at the same time. Of them. Just chokeslam the whole, the yeah. whole roster. <laughs> Frick, they may as well sign Ryan Reeves to that fourth line, too. Yeah. Oh, boy. Vander Kane, Ryan all Reeves, right. Tom Wilson. Yeah, that's how you're going to build that line. With, with P.K. Subban on defense. Yeah. Uh, then Scott Stevens at a retirement. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, maybe John Scott or something. Yeah, watching Reeves fight is a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, sticking with uh, with Reeves here, he uh, he just dropped the gloves with uh, Michael Pazetta. He and, did. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> what a brave soul. <laughs> Bit of a mismatch there. I'd say. Yeah. What a brave soul. <laughs> Re Reeves got his. I believe it was his right arm loose. Didn't hold back. No. Just kept hammering the guy. Yeah. He just proved to the rest of the league again why you don't mess with Ryan Reeves. Yeah. There's there's no reason to do it. I can think of maybe four guys that could even compete with him in a fight in the NHL right now. Zdeno Chara. <laughs> yep. Uh, Tom Wilson. Yep. Just trying to think of who the toughest guy is. In the oh, Brian Boyle. He's a big yeah, guy. I don't, I don't really see him as a fighter, though. I, I had him as one of the guys just because of his size that Reeves yeah. wouldn't be able to really take him down that easy. And maybe like Evander Kane. Clayton Keller. No, I would not have Evander Kane being able to do that seeing nah, as he can't right. even play regular hockey. I don't know, but, but I mean. Clayton Keller. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I was actually going to say Patrick Maroon. I feel like he could hold in there. Maybe he's just he's, he's just. I mean, he fought Chara the other day. Exactly right, yeah. and, and that like I mean, obviously Chara won, but it wasn't that bad of a mismatch, no. right? Like I feel like you know Maroon might not win, but he wouldn't just get dummied either. What, like what about, he could. What about Ovi? Oh shit! Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. I forget sometimes how just gigantic yeah. Ovechkin is because he's also how, so like, good. Ovechkin's one of the best players in the world, and also one of the most dangerous men on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, just ask Vechnikov about yeah, that one. What did I hear yeah. somewhere that he's like the third or fourth heaviest guy in the league? That's mm, terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he used to freaking be like top ten in the league every year for hits. Thing I noticed about that fight with uh, Pizzetta and Reeves is if you watch Ryan Reeves. For the first fifteen seconds of that fight, he's just laughing. He's just he's just looking at the guy like a like a piece of meat. Yeah. He doesn't even yeah. have his arms up. They're just like loose at his sides. He's like, "What are you gonna do? Yeah, like try something. I dare you." Yeah, <laughs> he just he knows he's that bad. Well, yeah. with with Reefs, the only way to not die in a fight with is it's just like you have to lock up his shoulders so he can't get his arms loose. And just hang yeah. on for dear life. Yeah, pretty like, much. Yeah, like do not release either of your arms to throw a punch. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to survive a fight yeah. is not to throw a punch. Lock, lock up. Just both. hope the fight yeah. goes to overtime. Yeah, there's just just, just playing lock, for a tie yeah. here. But lock also, up like both arms and then fall down. <laughs> but also, you got to be big enough and fast enough to get to that back shoulder before he <laughs> clocks you in the jaw. <laughs> like if you reach for it and miss. You're dead. Yeah. Imagine, <laughs> imagine if Ryan Reeve started like supermaning people. That just wouldn't be fair. <laughs> just, no. No. Oh god. I mean, <laughs> oh. So one thing I loved about BX was he'd Superman punch people, but he'd do it off of his wrong foot. It was hilarious. Yeah. Well, like he the also, way he would jump at you, he it also made no sense. Up instead of forward. <laughs> <laughs> he would go like up and then yeah, he'd like punch you down to the ice. <laughs> yes. I love that. Like he did that in his last season. The guy yeah. could barely play. He's like, I can still beat the shit out of people. <laughs> I actually, I haven't seen a lot of him lately. Is he still on the panel for CBC or uh Sportsnet? Yeah. I believe yes, he, he is. is. Yeah, yeah, I, I just watched uh I just watched it the other day and he was on there. Yeah. Okay, good. Canucks actually haven't had a lot of Saturday night games yet, so I haven't yeah. watched as much Saturday night hockey as I usually would have. The Leafs sure have. They play like every Saturday night. It's, <laughs> the, story, it's the story every year, man. They, they get like two Saturdays off a year. Yeah. The Jets get like the whole season. They get like five hockey night in Canada games. Really? Yeah. Good. It, That's the way well, it should be for okay. them. <laughs> yeah. Sucks yeah. for them. Take a sledgehammer there and freaking beat them. Yeah. No, Get no. them off the airwaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw um, there was a national coverage of a Jets game the other day. Really? You know who they had on the call? Who? Harmer Ryan Singh. No way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. Really showcased in the best of the best here. <laughs> <laughs> who was Winnipeg playing? Do you remember? Oh, man. I don't remember. Mm. But I remember it was a team. It was a good team that they beat by one. Okay. Yeah. So it was, it was a good game for them, I guess, but still. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> great showcasing for Winnipeg. Yeah. Actually, Kyle Connor has looked pretty good for Winnipeg. Like he's been scoring left, right, and center. Yeah, yeah. and you know who hasn't looked very good? Mark Shifley. Hell yeah! <laughs> he finally scored his first goal. I know. <laughs> yeah, Oof. he's got two on the season, five points on the year. Yeah. Oh, music to my ears. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> he he's had a rough start, and Hellebuck looks not like he he just looks terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else is new? Exactly. <laughs> Also, I'm glad that uh, you brought up um, Shifley because you know we were just talking about guys that could that could fight Reeves. <laughs> oh, big goon, big goon. Oh, he could center that fourth line. Yeah, with oh, Wilson yeah. on the uh, three on three team. <laughs> All right, right before we jump into break here. No nope. break. <laughs> All right, right before we jump into the inbox here. I just wanted wanted to bring up something real quick. The Staples Center in LA LA is being renamed to the Crypto.com Arena. Oh, what a time to be alive. (laughs) It's a good thing I got lots of stock in (laughs) Crypto.com. Okay, wait. Climate Pledge Arena or Crypto? What's worse? Climate Pledge. Sorry, I got to say Crypto.com because Crypto Arena isn't yeah, bad. that sounds kind of cool, not bad. actually. That's not bad. Crypto.com Arena, that's cringy. <laughs> well, yeah. It, it's weird because like Crypto.com has been everywhere lately. Like I just watched the UFC fights. 
the logo oh, yeah. on, on the shirts was all crypto.com. Mm. Now they're buying out the name rights for the Staples Center, yeah, which yeah. is one of the biggest arenas. Yeah, in the world. Yeah, like, like one of the most iconic, even not for hockey, just like concert yeah. venues in the world. That's well, what I'm thinking like that's where the Lakers play. That's where the Clippers play. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it's where the that, arena in Hollywood or closest to Hollywood. Way, yeah. Like that's where performers dream of playing, playing for the, the first Staples time. Center, yeah. Well, no, the, no, not the Staples Center. The Crypto.com crypto. Arena. Arena. <laughs> like, Yikes. Imagine if they renamed Madison Square Garden. Like, think about that for a second. Think about that building being called anything other than what it is right now. Yeah, the Bitcoin Square <laughs> Garden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the Shibu Inu? <laughs> Shibu Inu. Dot com. What's the name of that, that cryptocurrency? Yeah, it's, it's Shiba. Shiba, Shiba Inu. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Boy. But, yeah, getting away from that, uh, we're going to take things over to the inbox here. Great. <laughs> and we got a lot of great questions from you guys this week. So yeah. we will uh, get to as many as we can here. Get yeah. through some. And uh, if you do want your questions uh, answered on our podcast, just throw them up in the uh, the Instagram. Send us a DM at Vancouver Boys Podcast. Also, we have a Twitch and TikTok and YouTube. Also at Vancouver Boys Podcast. Right. And Twitter at Vancouver Boys underscore. So come check us out. It's a fun time. All right, a listener asks, do the Oilers have the roster to make it far in the postseason this year if they make it? Depends on how far. Like, I have more faith in them this season than last season, but, I mean, they still have a lot of stock in a couple players, right? And as the Winnipeg Jets proved to them last year, if you if all your stock is in just a couple guys, they can get shut down. You have to have a team surrounding them. But their depth players have looked quite good this year. So I have more faith in them now. I have a lot more faith in them because they went out and got Hyman. They have developed their younger players. Pugliarvi looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, their young defense looks good. Exa- I was get yep, they're, they look great. Yamamoto looks great. Like they just, they look like a much more solid team. And you hear this all the time. Sometimes a team needs something like that. The Oilers needed to be humbled. Similar to why, or similar to the 2019 Tampa Bay Lightning. When they went out in the first round against the Columbus Blue Jackets, or as Marcus likes to refer to them, the Blues. Um, Look, it was one time. It's in the name. You knew what I meant. The Blues Jackets. <laughs> I, I hated that too. I heard it in the episode after we released it and I listened. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, did I just say the Blue? Oh, right. I forgot I did that stupid thing. Anyway. Uh, yeah. But no, I have a ton of faith in them and I think they will go far. Yeah, no, I agree. Their young players have developed quite nicely. They have. McDavid firing on all cylinders. They have Dreisaitl on a different line firing on all cylinders. If they get any sort of power plays in the postseason, it's going to be dangerous as hell because their power plays clicking at like almost 50%. The only downfall to that team is Miko Koskinen is not going to win you a Stanley Cup. And neither is Mike Smith. As much as I want to see Mike Smith get one, you need to trade for another starting goaltender. That's the only way I see them making it all the way. That makes sense. Yeah, similar to the whole Darcy Kemper argument in Colorado that I always like to make. Saros to Colorado. <clears throat> it's never going to happen. Anyway, any more questions? We sure do have another question. Alrighty, righty. This, this is a, an interesting take. Okay. <laughs> Why does Travis Green look like a goblin? <laughs> I think it's those lines that he has by his mouth. He's kind of got like from his nose like a really deep crevice that comes like all the way down to his <laughs> lips it's it's kind of weird all right great <laughs> his parents were uh, half orc <laughs> oh god <and> half ogre <laughs> you <laughs> you're a lord of the rings guy aren't you no you're not <laughs> no you i kind of seem like you would be somehow <laughs> yeah you get that from him right yeah, jake's a big hobbit what? guy <laughs> yeah like i don't know why i'm the tallest guy in the room what <laughs> makes you think i'm a fucking hobbit <laughs> he's just channeling his inner short guy right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I live vicariously through the fictional hobbits because I secretly would love to be a hobbit. Yeah. No, Jake's just two hobbits in a trench coat. That's what this is. Sure. Yep. Um, I, I guess the the one thing we'll say is we do have... You have more to say about how Travis <laughs> no, Green looks like no, a goblin? No. no, no. <laughs> no. I was, like, I was just going to say to our listeners, because we got a lot of responses in the inbox this week, I was just going to say that most of those comments or questions were just to fire Benning and Green or sell the team. 
And I just want to say we can't get to all of them, but we think we covered a lot of that in the first part of <laughs> the show. Yeah. So. And the, the, the quick answer to all that is Aquilini should sell the team. Yep. It doesn't matter if Benning gets fired unless Aquilini sells the team. That's correct. And it doesn't matter if Green gets fired unless Aquilini sells the team. Yeah. So there you go. There's the answer to that. It starts at the top. But j- just want to acknowledge everyone who sent us that same thing, which is all of you. So <laughs> thanks. We, we got many, many responses with that. We do have one more question I want to get to. Sure, yeah. Marcus, <laughs> where did you get the sweet black and gray Canucks hat? <laughs> I, I saw that earlier, actually. I got it at Lids like three years ago. And looking back, I'm mad I didn't get two because it was a very generic hat. And I figured, ah, it'll always be there. And when I got it, I didn't realize it was going to be like the hat that I wear every day. <laughs> and now it's starting to like fade in some of the black areas or kind of turning white. And I'm like, shit. And they don't make it anymore. So I'm going to be riding this one out and taking very good care of it. Put it in the dishwasher. I'm, I'm so glad that this question came on this episode because Marcus, what brand is that hat? <laughs> fanatics <laughs> no no but i, I specified <laughs> i specified fanatics jerseys yeah I fanatics know does make good like shirts and hats and stuff but the jerseys is like they look like authentic ones that they sprayed with like a gloss finish for no reason yeah yeah no i i, I don't have i don't have time to talk about all the fanatics uh merchandise speaking of the time jake have you checked the time recently Oh, it's time Time for for Tyler's Surprise Headline. It's Tyler's Surprise Headline! Oh, yeah? All right, you ready for it? No! No! no. (laughs) That's a bad sign. (laughs) After the week we've had, I don't know, Tyler, are we ready for this? Oh, no. I don't know. I don't know if you're ready for this. Probably not. Oh, no. I don't like the look he's giving right now. If you're sitting down, stand up. If you're standing up, sit down. Florida man. (laughs) Once arrested for fighting drag queen with Tiki Torch. And then he runs for mayor. (laughs) Did, Did he win? Did he win? No. (laughs) But do you want to know why he didn't win? There was something worse? (laughs) Because he was reportedly dressed in an iconic KKK costume for Halloween. No. Yeah. Wait, come on. That's not even that far from our prime minister dressing up in blackface. (laughs) I mean, I'd say it's a bit further down the line. (laughs) but, But he dresses up as the KKK, fights a drag queen, and then... And then runs for, <laughs> for mayor. Maybe it wasn't a KKK. Maybe it was just a ghost and he had a party hat on that he forgot about underneath. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Sure. <laughs> I, I love how Tyler's delivery of that was I know. just fantastic. It, cause and first, ran for mayor. Yeah. You had me going at first because I thought it was like, oh, okay, a guy fights a drag queen with a tiki torch. That's weird, but it's Florida man. So that almost seems underwhelming. <laughs> yeah, right. And then he ran for mayor and dressed up as the KKK. <laughs> and I was like, ah, there it is. <laughs> I tried to, tried to like space it out a little bit, you know, keep you on the edge. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, you, you, did. you did. Like, man, you always think of American politics, too. Like, whenever us Canadians talk about politics, it always ends up transitioning to the states. Like, we almost forget about our own stuff. I'm, I'm upset I haven't heard about this before. That's, that, that's And yet, somehow, we have probably the most crazy politician in history was a Canadian. Rob Ford. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I, I could think of one pretty recently that was a little he, on the edge, too. Uh, dude, Donald Trump, as crazy as he was, didn't to crack no. during his presidency lie about it. <laughs> like, the, if you haven't seen all of the Rob Ford stuff, you got to go back. I, it no, is I remember all it. Crazy. I loved after when they questioned him on it and he when it was proven that he was. And he was like, the only reason I was on crack cocaine. <laughs> Is because I was extremely drunk and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, 
Oh, okay, that makes it better, I guess. Yeah. I got a hammer did crack. <laughs> Accidents yeah. happen. I he was not- almost like offended. He's like, I wasn't just on crack. I was yeah. also drunk out of my mind. Yeah, come on. Come on. Like, <laughs> Give I me some credit. I won't do it again knowingly. <laughs> <laughs> come on, I'll only try everything twice. Yeah. Hey, if it ain't done right, it's done twice. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things that haven't been done right, yeah, I think that's a wrap on this episode. Yeah, I think uh, I think we should wrap things up here. Um, that was a fun one. You know, we got it was very serious at the beginning. Yes, and uh, sorry, Marcus. I, I think yeah, I, I think that's what we needed, but uh, loosened up a little in the uh, the later part of the show. So uh, thank you to everyone for sticking around. But before we go anywhere, just a reminder to everybody to come check us out on our social medias. We have a Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram account that are all at Vancouver Boys Podcast, and a Twitter account that is at Vancouver Boys underscore. And if you're looking to email us for any serious inquiries, sponsorship opportunities, or anything, just to talk or whatever, you can do so at VancouverBoysHockey at gmail.com. That's a wrap for us this week, and uh, we look forward to... uh, Seeing you on the next one. Yeah, that or on Twitch on Wednesday nights. That's right. Every Wednesday, most Fridays. Except for this Wednesday, actually. Never mind. Fuck it. No. All the time. (laughs) Come look every day. We might be there. Yeah, you never know. But definitely follow to get notified when we do go live. Yeah. So that being said, we will talk to you guys later. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. And come watch us on Twitch.